Welcome to SOMC Leadership on the Go, the podcast that brings you lifelong learning and leadership development wherever you are. Thanks for joining us today, Leadership on the Go listeners. We are still hard at the task of sharpening our financial leadership skills, and what a worthwhile task it has been so far due to the quality of our guests and the content they've brought, and today is no different. So stay with us and get ready to tune in as we keep on with this good work. Hello, my name is Brady Carter, and I'm so glad you've joined us today on SOMC Leadership on the Go. I just want to say briefly how much I have enjoyed this series so far. Uh, By all means, every series has brought new information and has given us opportunities to improve, but our work so far in financial leadership has been much-needed medicine. If you have enjoyed these episodes, find a colleague and encourage them to listen. If there's a series we've done so far that should be heard, it is this one, in my opinion. And in light of all that, I want to move into welcoming today's guest. With us today is Milena Cox. Milena, thank you so much for joining us. I'm excited to hear from you on this topic. But first, uh, would you care to introduce yourself and what you do here at SOMC to our listeners? Sure, Brady. Uh, Thank you, first of all, for having me. I love what you and Ethan are doing with these uh, podcasts. I've really enjoyed listening to each one of them, and I really feel honored uh, to be here today talking about finance uh, uh, to you and our listeners. So, Yeah, thank you. As you just said, my name is Melana Cox. I'm the Administrative Director of General Accounting and Finance, and I'm also a newly SOMC Finance Co-Chair. I joined the SOMC team in November of 2020, and I moved into my current role in June of 22. Outside of SOMC, though, I have an additional 25 years of combined accounting and finance experience. My team is responsible for SOMC's uh, financial activities and functions in the areas of general ledger accounting, accounts payable, capital acquisitions, payroll, treasury, decision support, financial reporting, budgeting. Sounds like a, a lot, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, it is. But what I'd like you to do and the listeners, I'd like you to really think about the organization as a large tree. This tree has branches that expand out into our community, which I would like to say are our service lines. And while these service lines are out providing patient care uh, to multiple patients um, in a variety of different ways, they're all collecting financial activity, data, producing transactions, costs and expenses and things of that nature. All of this activity that they're out producing and collecting actually ends up funneling down the branches to the trunk. And this is where accounting and finance resides. So we are the trunk, which offers support to the branches uh, while collecting all the good stuff like the data, the financial activity and statistical transactions. So really very little happens here at SOMC without running through my departments in some way. And and that is really uh, why it is so important to get accounting and finance involved in uh, any type of decision making to your departments. Well, Melena, fantastic. Thank you for uh for that explanation of of uh, kind of your history and what you do here and for uh, the illustrations, uh, I know they're helpful to uh, someone like me to kind of have that picture uh, in order to follow um, follow what you're going over there with, with financial leadership and your role in that. So thank you. Um, I believe I've got a good question to get things started today. Uh, Melina, what kind of skills does a strong financial leader have? Well, 
I think really to start with, all leaders should have a certain level of financial literacy. They don't necessarily need to be the finance or accounting expert. That's really my team's job, but they must be willing to learn as much as possible about the finances that affect their department. Uh, they should be resourceful and know where to obtain the, the financial knowledge that may be needed at any given moment. I think also strong financial leaders need to have a knowledge and understanding of their service line. And that includes uh, key performance indicators or KPIs as we like to call them. Um, that drive their department's financial performance. And these indicators uh, could be measuring volume, utilization, operational type of issues and certain financial indicators. I think we also should mention um, that it's often said excellence is not a skill, it's an attitude. And attitude is the skill, you're either born with it or you develop it, right? So this attitude is developed by the determination to be exceptional. And leaders should have this attitude and desire to never settle or become complacent with processes, vendors, staffing models, supplies. They need to develop the attitude really of being better than yesterday and fixing their mistakes and always looking for a better way that is more efficient and cost effective to obtain financial excellence. Well, you, you touched on some things that I think we're going to get into a little bit here. And so I, I really appreciate that answer. Let's keep it rolling. Uh, we had a wonderful start. Um, as leaders, we're always at the work of getting better. And you just kind of talked about that. Uh, we want to get better in every area, personally, professionally, and, and so on. And this is the same with our teams and our departments, our service lines. So as leaders who are at this good work of getting better every day, uh, what can we do to improve the financial state of our departments? Can you give us some actionable steps? Yes, uh, I think leaders can begin to improve the financial health of their departments by learning as much as they can about their service lines, really learning the processes from beginning to end. Uh, I would suggest job shadowing. One thing I've done in the past is really just roll up my sleeves and get in the trenches with my staff, even performing the work myself. Um, this has allowed me to see what is working and what is not. Uh, I would recommend that they revisit this often, though. Don't just do it once. Learning as much as possible about their service line allows leaders to discover the KPIs that could really move the needle for their department. Uh, then they need to monitor those uh, key indicators to anticipate or identify any performance gaps. Now, it's one thing to crunch the numbers and check it off the list, but really um, the real skill is looking at the data and then using it to pinpoint departmental opportunities. Leaders can also improve their financial health by controlling staff costs within their department. Brady, do you know what percentage of our total year-to-date expenses are for staff costs, including benefits? I do not have a, a good guess for that, but I'm interested to hear it. <laughs> well, it's approximately 58% of our total organization's uh, expenses are for staff and benefit costs. Hmm. Leaders can help control staff-related expenses by right-sizing their staffing levels and monitoring their productivity results and minimizing overtime. One of our strategic initiatives for 22 was improving our productivity benchmark ranking. We rolled out a new system that measured our productivity and benchmarks 
uh, us against about 54 hospitals, all of whom have uh, staff beds total, uh, that total is similar to SONC. Goodness, we have had outstanding results throughout the organization. When we began this project, SOMC in total was at the 57th percentile, and we set our goal to be at the 40th percentile. And in this case, uh, Brady, the lower the number, the better. And we are happy to report that as of September 30th, we were at the 40.5th percentile. Hmm. So it's truly amazing that leaders were able to help the organization accomplish this in such a, a short time. But really, we still have a little bit more work to do, and we must keep maintaining uh, that. So lastly, I would say that leaders should be monitoring actual expenses against their budget and investigate any uh, and all variances. In the past month, we have rolled out a new tool for leaders, which should drastically help them achieve this um, item. It provides them with the ability to compare actual expenses and revenue to budget on a much granular level, while also being able to dive into invoice details, PO details, and inventory costs. We've received great feedback and are very excited to have this tool implemented and available to our leaders. That's awesome stuff. Everything that you shared there, super informational. And uh, one thing that really stuck out to me uh, is just how practical the first item you shared is. You know, I think when folks uh, maybe, and we'll get to this, uh, are like me and are on this uh, more financially illiterate side of the spectrum, uh, you, you consider, man, what can I do to impact the financial state of my department? And your your mind goes to graphs or spreadsheets or uh, you know, for me, a calculator, but you're saying, get in there with your team, shadow, uh, understand the processes that are going on, um, you know, and you're going to find opportunities in doing that. It doesn't get much more practical than that. So I appreciate you sharing that. I don't think anybody listening today would have any, any difficulty finding something practically they could do to try to improve the state financially of, of their service line or their department. And then the other thing with that, and, and some of the other items that you shared uh, is just the impact that leaders can have. You know, I, I think for our audience, uh, it's important to make those connections and, and the impact that you can have in avoiding some of these things as well. Uh, I think those are some, some, that's some great stuff for our listeners. That's great stuff for me. And uh, it's exactly what I need to know as a leader. So thank you. So, so we've talked about the work that we can do to improve our departments. And, and that's great. And as leaders, that's really our end goal. You know, the teams we lead, the initiatives, our departments, our service lines, we want to be the best at that. We want to be the best in those areas. Uh, but in order to be the best, you have to work really hard. And if you're going to improve your departments, you're likely first going to have to improve yourself. Uh, there's a quote I, I really love. It's a writer I enjoy. Uh, he answered the question of what's wrong with the world. And boy, if that isn't a big question that stands the test of time, but it's not the question I love as much as I appreciate his answer. His answer to the question, what's wrong with the world is simply, I am. And so when we look around the state of things and we find disappointment, first things first is to look in the mirror. So for leaders like me who want to improve personally, what steps can I take to improve my own financial literacy? 
Wow, what a great uh, quote and um, response. That's that's awesome. Yeah. But I, I can agree more. And leaders could start with the finance uh, leadership blogs that was written by our CFO, Karis Plummer. There are some great topics out there with solid strategies to really help leaders understand um, what's you know required of them or what they can actions they can take. Um, I think being resourceful is um, so important. I've mentioned that a few times already, but even here in accounting, we don't always know every regulation, every rule um, when it pertains to accounting. And so we just have to know where to go obtain that information and to get our answers. So I would recommend leaders find out who the experts are in each of their finance uh, in financial areas and reach out to them. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Like that's probably one thing I'm known for so far is that I, I get on a, a lot of these meetings and involved in things and I am a question asker. I ask a lot of questions. I want to know uh, a lot of information. So um, don't be afraid uh, to do that. And then by all means, contact accounting and set up some time to review key items on the financial statements. We would be happy to share what we know, and we are really here to support them, directors, managers, even regular staff if they have questions, you know, so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I definitely, I think we talked to another guest and uh, a similar a similar answer came up in terms of of being resourceful in that way. You know, we've talked a little bit about, you know, becoming an expert, certainly in uh, your service line or your department uh, and and kind of pushing towards learning more about finance or improving your financial literacy, but also kind of along with the lines of what you're saying is understand your limit in that as well and and know who your experts are. Um, I'm right there with you. Uh, some, sometimes, most of the time, my greatest strength is just uh, my understanding of how little I know and and really, <laughs> really what a capacity for, for a person is. And so um, we have folks like you and, and some of the other guests that we've talked to who really, if we're not utilizing and, and you guys personally are going to know how how often folks are utilizing you is really would just be an indictment upon ourselves. Uh, you know, are, are, are striving to become the best. So again, thank you. As we wrap up, I want to say thanks for joining us. Um, before we do sign off, uh, as an expert in, in this arena of financial leadership, uh, I was just hoping to hear your insight as to what items do you think leaders need to be thinking about and aware of regarding financial leadership? Are, are there some hot topics that should be on our minds daily? Yeah, because really achieving financial excellence is not getting any easier. Um, with inflationary pressures and labor shortages, we are facing some pretty tough challenges ahead. And we're not alone in that. All rural hospitals, even um, national hospitals are experiencing the same thing. But we have to stay vigilant. So I would really encourage leaders to stay vigilant at cost containment and looking to reduce anywhere they can but while also maintaining excellent patient care, because that is, is of course, the, the most important thing. But we also can't take our eye off the volumes or improving our market share. Um, it will be important to keep identifying service lines, opportunities that will continue to set us apart from our com competitors. I know one thing in my short tenure here at SOMC, I have learned one important thing about SOMC leaders, and that is that there is no challenge that is too big. They tackle it head on and produce amazing results. Each and every one of our employees impact our financial performance, and they help us to achieve financial excellence every day, and I'm so glad to have each and every one of them on my team. 
Absolutely. You, you share some just extremely important items to balance there. And uh, like you said, this is challenging work. Uh, no, nobody here is doing easy work, um, but I, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, we continue to rise to that challenge. Thank you so much for joining us, Melena. Thank you, Brady. All right, listeners, thank you again for joining us. Thank you for buying into this difficult work of improvement. Uh, we are all now in the wonderful position of knowing what to do. So let's do it. We'll see you next time on SOMC's Leadership on the Go. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed this additional outlet of SOMC's Leadership Culture, please like and subscribe to receive future episodes. Lastly, if you have a topic you'd like to see discussed on this podcast, please send us an email at somcontheGo at somc.org. Thanks for listening today, and we hope to see you again next time.